Hello and welcome to the Any Oddcast, where we talk about the odd, amusing, and spectacular world of animation. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Any Oddcast. It's been a while. Yes, it has been a while. Well, you know, life happens, things happen, and sometimes we're just lazy. You have been. You're the one. I haven't been. been lazy, man. It's just. I've had some stuff to do.、Uh, All right, so would you like to introduce us? Okay, welcome to the Any Oddcast. We talk about animation movies. That's right, we do. And today's show is hosted by Jishin and a mysterious person who who yeah <laughs> may not be alive. I may be dead. Oh my god! Wait a minute! Someone sent me to the hospital. Am I seeing a dead person? Maybe you are. Is this the Day of the Dead? Is it the day of the dead? Well, then you'd have to be dead to see me too, right? Or you'd have to be cursed. Hey, but we could be in Mexico, right? It could be the day of the dead where you come to visit me. Well, wait. So does this only happen in Mexico? I mean, can't my ancestors come and see me? I guess in New Zealand or I, in India or someplace where I'm from. True, it can happen anywhere. I mean, it, I, I, I'm sure like there's not a special place where dead Mexicans go and no other person can Cem- go. Cemetery. And they can't come. Maybe or maybe like maybe that particular ethnic group is allowed to come back because they're they make really good food. Yes,、like、because they like make good tacos, so they're like, "Here, angels, here are some tacos," and they're <laughs> like, "Okay, you can go back home." They make such good food that it even calls upon the dead people. Like, yeah, oh, we have to go back. I <laughs> love, I love Mexican food, and I, and I think I sounded a little racist, but no, I just love Mexican food. I love tacos, I love burritos, and I love quesadillas, and I love guacamole. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, though, that, so that's cool. Wait, so just in case you you haven't figured it out yet, we will be talking about the film Coco. Coco. Yes, yes. Coco, Coco. So Coco. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about Coco. Yeah. All right. So this okay. This movie was released in two thousand and seventeen. Yep, I got the date. So it's released in New Zealand. On the twenty sixth of December, twenty sixth of December. But we must have watched it the first time at the start of two thousand eighteen, because we actually watched it in cinemas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember we were go- yeah. going. To, remember we were going to the cinemas and we were listening to the soundtrack before we actually watched the movie. Oh yeah, because I I was a big fan of Michael、uh, Giacchino,、mm. and I still don't know if I'm saying his name right or wrong. Well, anyway, th- we'll, we'll talk about this later. But you know, because Michael Giacchino. Gaiachino, I don't know, but、yeah. Ma- we'll just call him Michael for now. Michael G.、Guacamole. He's Michael. No, he's Michael G. He's Michael Wakamoli. So Michael Wakamoli. <laughs> so he's written music for a lot of the movies that I love the music of. So like Ratatouille,、oh, The Incredibles. That's good. So so obviously,、oh, I actually really love the soundtrack for Incredibles. Obviously, it's it's so great. It's so great. So that's why I, I we listen to the music beforehand because I really love his. Music. So anyway, carry on. It was amazing watching it in cinemas the first time. Oh, it was. The visuals were so stunning. It was, and I can't believe it actually been that long. It it's has. It's been four years since we. It's two thousand and twenty-two. Four, but around about four years since、Damn. we last watched it in cinemas. Man, time time flies, man. Time flies. Which makes me sad, but oh, but it was. So we're both twenty-four years older. Wait, what? Twenty-four years older? Oh, not twenty-four. Like, <laughs> like four years older. Okay, it was directed by Lee. I can't say the last name. Lee Uncrick. Uncrick.、Uh, yeah, that'll do. And he and he directed also Toy Story Three, 
and he co-directed Monster Inc. and mm-hmm. Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. Those are all good movies. And it's co-directed by Adrian Molina, who even wrote some of the lyrics of the Coco songs. Oh, really? That's like, really cool. So, like, Un Poco Loco and Proud Corazon. He, he, had, he wrote some of it. Yeah, so, you know, Lee Ungrich, I hope that I said that right. But I probably didn't. I butcher all names. Yeah. But didn't, wasn't he also in charge of writing it? Didn't, wasn't it originally his idea? Yeah, I think he is one of the writers as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I remember, uh, I, I have a quote somewhere by him that he felt, oh, I'll, I'll just I'll just read it out. Okay, so blah, 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 reflected the fact that none of us at the time were from Mexico. The fact that the film depicted a real culture, that's in quotation marks, caused anxiety for Uncrich, who felt an enormous responsibility on his shoulders to do it right. That's true because I mean, yeah. it's a whole culture showing. You're representing a culture, and as soon as you do like one small thing wrong, mm. where I don't know, it's like you there's a ritual that you're trying to animate, and like you get the steps wrong, or it's like the wrong color item, then people will just go crazy. Yeah. Or like if you like somehow I, manage to, I don't know, get the attention of. I don't know the people looking out for cultural appropriation, and they go nuts for this kind of. Or stuff. like even like. Like, other people, they just be, like, disappointed. Like, oh, that's not yeah, part that's of not my, my culture. culture. Like, mm. it's a good movie, but that's not really accurate. Mm. But I think this movie was released first in Mexico. It was. It yeah. was. And I, ha- I, ha- I have a fun fact about this. Yeah? So, the movie was released in 2017. Mm-hmm. And so, whenever the movies are released, right, there's, there's a box office. And then you have the highest grossing movies. How highly do you think it rated? Was it... The highest uh, grossing film, the 10th highest grossing film of the year. And and just for some context, let me share with you some movies that were released this year, that year. Thor Ragnarok, which I loved. It was such a great movie. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, which I haven't seen. Kingsman, The Golden Circle. I've only seen the first one. Yeah. And The Greatest Showman. Just to name a few. And I, I yeah. So how highly do you think, how much money did it earn? In Mexico. In Mexico. I'm pretty sure it would have been the biggest hit of the year in Mexico because it was the only film that represented the whole culture. It was so specifically for Mexicans. Mm. So I bet everyone, all families would like go and watch it. Okay. Okay. Well, drum roll, please. (laughs) Coco was the highest grossing film in Mexico in 2017. I, I, I believe so. I, I, it's yeah. an animated movie, and people in Mexico love the movie mm. because, quite frankly, they did a fabulous job with it. I mean, it represents the culture so beautifully. It 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 it's, it doesn't say anything bad about it. It's just what it is, and and it's represented very beautifully. Mm. And you know, I I don't see why any Mexican would dislike it. And I guess no wonder it has won so many awards, including best animation movie. A lot of awards mm. and even best song for "Remember Me." Remember Me. That's right. That's right. That was, oh, it's such a fabulous song. That song. The very last time that song plays in the movie, it makes me cry every single freaking time. I think when when Miguel is singing to Coco, and that's Co- it. And then Coco sings and then Coco, along as well. When, no, yeah, when Coco oh, starts oh, singing, wait, is it, that's are, when are we gonna do a non-spoiler section first. Blah 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 blah. Well, it, it's it's kind of non-spoiler. Okay, okay, non-spoiler. So. So it's about Miguel who wants to be a musician, but his family for is against it for some reason. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, so so we find out why on the Day of the Dead. 
That's right. Well, yeah. So this is a story about. Wait, what, what, what would we say? This is a story. It's it's really centered. It's a story centered around the Day of the Dead. Yeah. Where a kid who loves music isn't allowed to play music, and he kind of ends up going on a journey to figure out why they don't like music, and he goes on to discover the value of family and and respecting his cult. Oh, well, respecting his culture. But yeah, he learns the value of family. Yeah. And he sort of brings the family together because how music was one thing that sort of separated the family. And oh, well, now, it's, now then he he resolves it. He brings, yeah, yeah. You know. So so uh, Miguel gets a curse on the Day of the Dead because he tried to steal a guitar because his grandmother broke his guitar, and so he steals a dead person's guitar who is his grandfather. Quote quotation marks. And then he gets cursed for stealing a dead man's guitar. And he ends up going... He turns into a dead person. And then he travels to the land of the dead. And then he, and then he tries to find a way to come back. Yeah, he tries... He has to go get away. Yeah, that's basically it's the story. A, he, a, he, he, he meets his other family, his ancestors, mm-hmm. and learns a lot more about them. And and he plays more music. And, and yeah. And there's, there's amazing songs in the movie. It's a really sweet movie. You should definitely watch it if you haven't already. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and just while we're on this, uh, oh, we're not on the subject. But here we go. I have a question for you. Oh, are we in the spoiler section now? Uh, yeah. Oh, well, no, this isn't a spoiler. Okay. This is just a fun question for you, the audience, to answer for me because I think it would be really funny. So Miguel is played by Antonio Gonzalez. Yes. Right? But Miguel was originally set to be played by a child named... Emilio Funtis. I'm sorry if I butchered the last name. As per usual, the question is, mm. why was he changed? Why was he... Could yeah. it... Actually, I just, had, I just had this thought. Could it be that his voice changed? He got older and he couldn't play the... He, he didn't have a voice of a child anymore. Because you know how these films take a long time to make? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could it be that he, he, his voice changed and it didn't suit the uh, role of a child anymore? Well, okay, so I'm just going to give uh, the audience some time to think about it. So you have five seconds to lock in whatever answer that you have. Uh, five, four, three, two, two one. one. And you're right. Oh, my His God. voice changed. <laughs> so they had to replace him. Oh, which would suck for this man. Imagine if, if, if Emilio, this was his first big, like, Pixar movie, animated movie, and then his voice deepens. But the thing that is... That would be so depressing. There are techniques to make your voice, like, higher, isn't there? I, yeah, of? sure. But then it's not the that's, same that's, as, like, a child the speaking. Same. No, it can be. Yeah, like this, but it doesn't sound no, like a child. I think it can. I think it can. But, I think, but, but maybe the texture, like it's not. It's just it's not, not, not the same. It's not it's what they exactly the wanted. It's not the same. But that's but, so sad. If I was that kid, if I was, <laughs> I would go play Miguel, and I just that my voice deep, I'd be so. I would oh, cry. That I would, would cry. Be depra- that's like I don't know. Going to the Olympics for I don't know swimming, and then like all of a sudden. The day before the competition, you become allergic to water for some reason. I would, uh, as I watched the movie, I would cry for two reasons. Like, oh, it's so beautiful. Oh, I couldn't be a yeah, part of it. Yeah, that would be so depressing because it was such a, was such a great movie. Well, so anyway, um, one more. Okay, here's another question for you. Okay. When is the Day of the Dead? It's in no- November the 2nd. That's right. It's the second of November. I searched this up. You searched this up. Well done, well done, well done. Yeah. Okay, okay. So let's move on. Uh, so we, we've given the non-spoiler just so if you've not seen the movie go away go watch the movie come back and then listen to the rest 
Yep. Now we can talk about anything we want. Uh, so, um, well, oh man, what? No, who got murdered? Oh, oh my God, his great grandfather got murdered. Oh People, my... that's so sad. Ernesto really seized everything from he Hector. He seized his moment, man. His he seized Hector's songs, guitar, and even his life. Oh wow, he seized it all. And the... but at least he dined with a bell both times. <laughs> a giant freaking bell just falls on his head and he, he dies. Deserved it. Yeah. So that, that that's a good thing that Miguel ended up going to the world of dead because he cleared that misunderstanding between Imelda and Hector. Yeah. Because uh, and then he was able to be remembered, of course. Y- y- yeah, yeah. And because the Imelda, the great grandmother, really held on to her hate for because he he yeah. because Hector went away because of music and never came back. That was true. Mm. And the tough part for Hector was. He didn't know what actually happened. He was yeah. planning to come back, so he just assumed but then that he thought he died of food poisoning. And Imelda, and he probably told Imelda a few mm. times. And yeah. Imelda was like, "I don't believe you. If mm. you could, you could come back and food poisoning. I don't believe you. Mm. Yeah, you were probably doing drugs and partying, and then you died of overdosing or something. Like, I don't believe you were coming back. So that's probably what happened. Well, and and it's like no matter what reason it was, she was still left alone. So she just had that anger." How she had to take care of her children, well, her child, and then like you have to like take care of everything as a woman. Like in I don't know what 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 era it was, or, like what year yeah, it was, in, she, and how she, difficult it may have mm, been. She had to handle the business, make the business, and mm. the children. Mm. So difficult. I know, I know, but at least everything was resolved at the end, and that's what matters. Yeah, I I found this movie really sweet. But really sad at times, like during Hector's death, Coco slowly losing her memory. Ah, oh, yes. So yeah, and even this, they talk about the second death in the movie. Oh, the second death is being forgotten. So that's that's interesting though. So what is the actual death? Is it physically disintegrating, turning into dust, or is it being forgotten? Like <sighs> when let's say, do you fear death? That's my question for you. Do you fear dying? Say, if you just died tomorrow, if someone said you're going to die in two days, would you be afraid? Yes, I think everybody would. Okay, why (laughs) why would you be afraid? I guess you would have less time to do things you like. Oh, less time to do things you like. But okay, fine. Say you, uh, someone says you're going to die in 20 years, and in that time you can do everything you want to do, would you still be afraid? No, I'd be like, oh, that's, that's oh, 20 years is far away. I have a lot of time. Yeah, I guess so. But when that time draws near, would you Oh, fear? yes. Again, again. When it come, when you know it's coming, you'd be like, <laughs> again, like the last year, you'd be like, oh, it's coming. It's coming. So it's you'd coming. be afraid because you'd be like, I can't do more things. I can't do all the things I want to do. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, I, that's interesting. Or I can't, or I can't just continue living. Mm. Even if I even if I already did the things I want to do, I want to keep doing it again. Okay. You want to keep doing it again? Okay, okay. What about you? Wouldn't you fear it? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, but I'm mostly afraid of like, like just being forgotten or like, I, I'm afraid of like not existing at at yeah, all in, yeah, not in, a, in memories either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's really scary. It's like. Like when you die, you're like you don't feel stuff, but the thought that you'll be like gone forever and you'll be leaving people behind, and then people will forget you, and then eventually it'll be like you never existed. But and then that's like that's the second death, right? Like after enough time passes, then every then everybody who knew you has forgotten you, 
and your great 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 grandchildren don't remember you. I guess that's why like a lot of people believe in sort of afterlife. You know how like everybody joins together, everybody who passes to their side yeah. can come together again. Yeah. So you have all the people who know you there. Yeah, that's well, I true. think a lot of people believe in that. Yeah. So I think that's why because the fear of just being completely nothing is like very scary. Yeah, and it also depends on the person, man. Like some people that that brings them comfort where they think why? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Um so it brings them comfort to know that they they'll they'll continue existing and they'll meet people who have passed oh, yeah, and go yeah. to heaven or something like that. And for some people that's like scary, like the thought of existing forever. Like like mom, she just wants to disappear. No, no, not she, exist. No, she wants to become one with with everything. Well, <laughs> I know, like that. I know, but that's that's another way of saying just like turn into dust and like not exist. No, I think she has she has a few thoughts. Like that's one of it, and then also another is joining the gods, uh, the gods round something like that. Like, mm. like we'll have to have a discussion about this with I, her. I think she has two two three different thoughts. Two, three different thoughts. Yeah, so have to figure out which one she believes in more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's just say that, at the very least, it's not an afterlife that she believes in, where she's still thinking and feeling and like interacting with other human beings. No, I don't think like that. so. No. Let's just let's just do that, right? Mm. We know that for now, and that brings some people comfort, and some people find that really, really scary. So it's really interesting to see different people's. Mm. Uh, perspective on it and then i I suppose that's another way to think about the two deaths being forgotten and actually dying because those are the those two separate i don't know two separate perspectives on death right Mm. like i don't know for people who want to go to heaven like dying is fine but it's like being forgotten is bad or wait i don't know let's just i remember we watched his movie and and, and mom felt really sad about that like Oh my God! Like, did a second death where? Yeah, and we have to remember people, I because they still exist. And oh my God! And stuff. I like guess that. she just felt the pressure and felt sadness. Like, yeah, who, 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 who has who have we forgotten? And who who has like passed away? And everything yeah. is like all coming on top. You like maybe they're waiting for us to remember them. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's definitely a depressing thing to think about. We need to go to the. But we don't even, we don't even have um, gravestones or cemeteries in our culture. Oh yeah, that's very true. That's very true. And that's I, I find that oh, I don't know. I'd prefer like just someone planting a tree like we're under like over where I'm buried. Oh yeah, that's the optimal death for me. Oh yeah, so so you can go somewhere to remember them, and it's not really a bad for the environment. Too. Yeah, but then yeah, it's good for us to be remembered. But at the same time, when you remember people, does that just bring you more pain? Like, would you, would it be easier just to forget people who die, or it, would you want to keep remembering them? It depends on what you remember. It depends on the person. Mm. Like, you could remember the good good stuff, but yeah. you could also be a person that just. Re- just become sad by that and some people could just be happy by that yeah yeah i get what you mean okay well moving on so here's a fun fact for you yeah okay this quite okay it's a question which action movie like i'm talking about like thriller like shooting full-on action movie inspired coco and in which way what an action movie inspired yeah. coco yeah like a like a shooting one how is that anything related? Oh, wait. Could it be like... I just remember the part where, you know, uh, Miguel was playing guitar in the plaza. He borrowed some of the guitar. And his grandmother walked in like like a gangster and like 
grabbed her her sandal and like attacked all the other people like how dare you oh, yeah. how like da- a weapon yes. how dare you pollute my my, my yeah. <laughs> well that's in that's interesting but that's not it uh, I mean, that might have been inspired by some movie like, the, the, like the, the spinning of her jandal and stuff but it was the lighting the lighting of the land of the dead was inspired by the movie john wick yeah, John Wick has like amazing visuals, like the lighting's so cool. Yeah. And the lighting of the Land of the Dead was inspired by John Wick. The lighting of the land like of the Like the color palette, like the colors. I I don't even know. But the land of the dead so colorful and John well, Wick you is. You know so- what? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen John Wick? Of course I have. It's the John Wick is like just like one one color bluish, isn't it? So yeah, bluish. Yeah, but but uh, we'll just hold on. I'll just look up some images, right? Like look at these colors. Look at that color. Oh yes. Right? Oh yes. It's it's very like a neo kind of thing. Uh, no, no pun intended. No matrix is pun intended. Neo yeah, me. it's it's like very like neon <laughs> lights and and very, I don't know what you would call it, like reds and yellows and and pinkish hues over there. That's so. Yeah, I know. So it's fascinating, isn't it? How how these? Yeah, like look at this. Look at this. Yes, the colors. It yeah, it definitely they, works. It's amazing how such opposite genres like they got. Yeah, the where they got inspired. By. I got the lighting, the lighting, like something. Yeah, right yeah the colors, the colors, the is, colors is what it was inspired by. But that's very cool. Oh, I have a uh, yeah. Here, here's another question for you. Yeah. What is Dante's breed? So oh, Dante the dog in the movie. I actually watched a, a, a making a video of this many years ago. Uh-huh. It was he was actually there was a real life dog that was um, that they based Dante off. I can't I can't remember. He, he, the the dog does look like Dante. Uh, I forgot. Oh wait wait wait. Okay, do you know uh, the woman who inspired a uh, Coco? Okay, you're gonna go crazy. Okay, yeah? so everybody, I want you to stop what you're doing and look this up. So the woman whose appearance inspired Coco, Mama Coco, her okay, it's really long. Her name is Maria de la Salud Ramirez Cabulero. <laughs> Cabulero. You know what? Just search up um, um, Mama Coco and Sa S A L U D Salud. <laughs> I, I I think that may come up. Okay, here we go. Look at her. She oh, looks wow. like Coco. Oh wow! Look at her. Look at her. She does. She looks exactly like Coco. Oh, and she, Coco's character was like the sweetest. Like yeah, yeah. So her appearance. I I don't know about personality, but her appearance is that of Mama Coco. So everybody, once again, so just type into Google Mama Coco Salud and S A L U D. Oh yeah, you it's know, so cool. Yeah, she does look quite similar. You know, I I love the scene with. Coco and Grandma Coco and Miguel at the beginning. Uh-huh. You know when when Miguel's sharing all everything about him. Oh, before I used to run like this, and now I run like, like this. this. And I have dimple on one side, dimple, dimple no dimple. dimple. And, oh, like, yeah, and, so like, and Grandma's just smiling at him and like and like participating in all activities, like wearing the mask and everything. Yeah. So the grandma, grandma and Miguel always do like these um, fun activities together. Yeah, it was, it was very nice. It was, it was very sweet. Was, but back to Dante's breed. Yeah. So Dante is actually a Zolo dog. And Zolo dogs actually have a, a, a history in, in ancient uh, West Mexico. So there are some sculptures that exist of hairless breeds of dogs that were found in burial sites in ancient West Mexico. Uh-huh. And funnily enough, 
In ancient times, Zolos were often sacrificed and buried with their owners to act as guides to the soul. Oh, so they would guide wait. them on their journey to the underworld. You can find them in like burial grounds in both Maya and Toltec. Oh wow! So they they were seen as like guardians. Yeah, yeah, kind of. But but that's that's a little bit different. So what you're talking about is the spirit animals, right? Yeah, like the um. Alibridges. Uh, uh, how's that? How you say Alibridges. Okay, well, that's something like that. But those are actually a 20th century invention, so they don't go back as long. Mm. But Alibridges date back to the 1930s when there was a paper mache crafter. His name was Pedro Linares Lopez, and he had a nightmare one night. And in this nightmare, there were really colorful mythical creatures that follow uh, that were uh, followed him in a forest somewhere, and. They were all chanting the word "alibreges." Alibreges. That's what. So that's spirit animals, right? That's what they're called, and that's what he called them. And anyway, so he didn't know what these, if these creatures were friendly or if they were threatening. But uh, he chanted them. Uh, he, these these chants. They woke him up, and then he recreated these creatures with paper mache. And since then, they have been used as decorations on the night, day of the dead in Mexico. So it was an artist who thought of them, an uh, artist. dreamt them, who dreamt them. Yeah, yeah. But now, but but then, if we think about in ancient times, Zolo dogs were sacrificed and they would act as guides. Then that's kind of in the same vein. So maybe he he I don't know thought about this one day, and then when he slept, his brain put that together and created this wacky idea of spirit animals. That's interesting.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, is it like like? Widely accepted, like like oh, they well, must no, be. No, 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 no. They, it, it's not. Re- so Mexicans don't believe in that. At yeah. At least as far as I know from my research, they don't believe in this. It's just they use it as decoration. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so unfortunately、uh, for our viewers, or maybe fortunately, we don't have much time left because、uh, I have to be somewhere. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. We could have talked a bit more. Yeah, yeah. So, w- would you like to say some funny things? Oh, actually, I-, I tell you something fun happened to me. Oh, I went to the mall the other day,、uh-huh. and I passed this、uh, this craft shop, and on the bag I saw a person in the movie. I I it was it was you know the you know the character who was organizing the concert all yeah, the yeah, yeah. all yeah, the yeah, performances yeah. Uh-huh, and like、uh-huh. she had like a very the, eccentric the, the monobrow woman yeah the eccentric char- eccentric monobrow woman yeah her name was I think Frida Frida Kahlo、mm-hmm. and I saw a real life picture of her on a bag and I, I recognized her instantly that's the woman oh really that's wait, the- wait, wait what 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 was it Frida 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 Kahlo K A K A K A H K A H L O L O. So she, I think she was famous for making. Oh, I see her now. She was making. I think she drew like painted a lot of stuff, portrait,、yeah. and like she had a lot of like hidden meanings in her in her pictures and everything. Ah,、uh, yeah, I see it now. Yeah, I, I heard it's oh this wacky one with three eyes. Yes, I heard. Oh my god, I heard she actually wanted to be go to um medical school. But I think she got、um, some sort of illness. I think polio. Oh no! And then she decided to do art. And she, I think she's a very famous、um, artist in Mexico. Is she, oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's so, fa- that's fascinating. So people、uh, look up her art. So you can、uh, spell this. It's Freda F R I D A last name Kahlo K A H 
L O, and just see the art and see if you can find the one with with her monobro, and then there's just this guy on her forehead with three eyes, and it's kind of weird. It's and you may I don't know find it entertaining in some way, but look it up. It's interesting, and she does look like the animated character. Yes, yes. I, I was pretty like I was pretty excited. Like, oh, I know, I know this person now from Coco. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, that's very interesting. And oh, and and a, a fun fact. Um, at the ending credits, they ha- they show uh pictures of people who were who inspired the movie. Oh, you know, like you know how they show on off- offrendas. The pictures, yeah, uh-huh. just like that, they had people, real life pictures, uh, people yeah. who uh-huh. inspired. Yeah. Okay, so so here's okay. We, I gotta leave, so I'm gonna give you two more fun facts. Oh, oh, I'm gonna give you a fun fact, and I'm gonna give you one question. Okay. Okay, and then, and then we'll end it. So this is for the viewers and for you. Yeah. So viewers, here is this question. So the animation team ran into one major difficulty in. Animating this movie, and what do you think that difficulty was? Oh, I actually have an idea. Did you read about it, or do you have an idea? I read something. I read something that it took. Wait, no, no. So, have viewers? Have you thought about it? We'll give you five more seconds before we start talking. Okay. okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. So, what, what, so what? I read uh, like a news article that one of the scene. You know when Miguel was on the bridge at first sees the the land of the dead yeah that scene oh yeah that was also one that scene the, with, yeah they said it took so many animators to do that yeah. i think i don't know i, don't, I read like they a, have so many rose petals and they have to it has to it's a bridge but then it also has to act like rose petals like it's like moving and, and it's kind of alive not just a bridge the whole land of the dead it shows like a like from yeah. Miguel's view and I, I don't know i read maybe it took 500 1000 animators Wow. I don't know, a ridiculous number of animators to do it all. Mm. And it was amazing. Well, yeah, definitely. That that would take a very long time. And yes, indeed, that was one of the animation things. Uh, but there was another one. And that was that they were animating skeletons. Oh. And they had to give life and charm and expression uh, to s- skeletons. That's true. Yeah, that's so, very true. So here's here's a quote. Okay, so... We had to figure out how to give them personality without skin, muscles, noses, or even lips, says character art designer Danielle. I'm not... Should I just skip? Okay, you read the name. Danielle uh, Ariaga. (laughs) Ariaga, that's right. So, anyway, quote. We played with shapes and did a lot of paintings. And we sculpted and studied skulls from every angle to figure out where we could add appeal and charm. When you think about it, that would be very difficult to, yeah. to figure out how to make skulls and skeletons because, have a personality and expressions. And Because they're definitely trying to find a balance between looking realistic and sort of funny. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. And sort of and sort of expressive at yeah, I know. the same time. Okay, uh, it's speaking of one of th- this this real versus like character and expression. Yeah. Freaking Lion King, the remake. Yeah. With the uh, you remember, right? Oh, and they yes. just made them look like lions yeah. and there was just no expression. There was just no passion, man. It it was very really hard to see the ex- expression. Yeah, and you couldn't even tell them apart, man. Yeah, but there were YouTube clips of people redoing the animation to make them look a bit more expressive. Yeah. And, yeah, I think they were leaning too, too, they, too realistic. They were far too realistic. Too, yeah. And it, it was kind of sad because it had so much potential to be great, right? Yeah. I mean, if you let Pixar... Wait, did Pixar make... Uh, let me look it up. Who were the makers? 
Uh, Lion. I don't think Pixar would have made it. No, I, I think it was just uh, Disney. Was it I don't think because it doesn't seem like Pixar's style. I don't think Pixar makes live action. No, this isn't live action, but this is like yeah. Okay, so this was made by Walt Disney. Oh, yeah, yep. definitely not a Pixar thing because with Pixar you definitely have that emotion and expression. I'd love to have seen Lion, the new Lion King, the animated, the three D animated one, be made by Pixar. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's just unfortunate <laughs> that. Yeah, it was so I, I, realistic. At least we have the original Lion King. Yeah, that's you know, that'll a, never change. And if they do decide to remake it, I hope Pixar is involved, or they like I don't know, take inspiration from some of the people on YouTube making mm. less, more cuter versions. Yeah, and less like natural geography. But yeah, Lion King will always be a classic movie. Classic movie, and we may talk about it one day. Yeah. But anyway, so that's all for today, viewers. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have been a mysterious dead person, uh, i.e. a zombie. Oh, and, and so you have been a... Magician! I have been a magician. He has been a magician th throughout this entire show and in the previous shows, and he will continue to be a magician. And he will continue to be a mysterious person. Alrighty, thank you so much for tuning in, and bye-bye. Bye-bye!